Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. All right, early in the second period, Devils and the Maple Leafs are scoreless. Seven minutes left in the first. No score between the Penguins and the Sabres. Later on tonight, Canucks play the Avalanche, and Chicago will take on Anaheim. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey tomorrow. Face-off show at 5.30. Game at 7. The Sharks swimming into Rogers' place to take on your Edmonton Oilers, who have now gone two games without a win. The overtime loss on Monday against the Colorado Avalanche, and then losing the lead late against the Dallas Stars last night. The first time this season. The Edmonton Oilers have lost a game after scoring the first goal. They're now 21-1 and in that category. Okay, so I've been talking about this periodically. The Oilers' threshold to make the playoffs. Now, the percentages are in their favor. They've certainly transformed a lot over the last couple of weeks. I like the site sportsclubstats.com. They do, how many did they do overnight? They did 3.2 billion simulations of the rest of the season. And the Oilers made the playoffs in 2.6 billion of them, 82.4%. So whichever one of those realities you live in in the multiverse, you got an 82.4% that you're going to live in one in which the Oilers uh, make the playoffs. Heck, in in a very small percentage of them, 264,000 of them, the Oilers went 18-0 the rest of the way. I don't know if that's the multiverse we're going to live in. So the Oilers very, very uh, well positioned to make the postseason, especially because Vegas continues to stumble. You know, really Dallas pulled closer to the Oilers last night. Fair enough. But right now the Oilers aren't worried about a wild card spot. They're worried about third place in the division. They have that three points ahead of Vegas, two games in hand. They lost ground to Los Angeles last night, three points back of Los Angeles with uh, a game in hand on the Kings. So that's the race there. I'm not going to throw Calgary into the mix because it's virtually impossible for the Oilers to track down Calgary for first place. The point threshold that I have often discussed is 96 points. 96 points should get the Oilers into the postseason. They are at 75. So they need 21 points in their final 18 games. That is 21 out of uh, 36 points available. That is a 583 points percentage. And uh, just to let you know how they're doing under Jay Woodcroft, 20 games in under Jay Woodcroft, the Oilers are 12-6-2. That is a 650 points percentage. So if the Oilers 
basically keep doing what they've been doing. They could even drop off slightly, and they should be fine to get to that 96 points and get into the postseason. Now, uh, I, I've just thrown out 96 as a bit of, of a hypothetical argument because it's I think it's only happened a couple times in history that a team has got to 96 and uh, not been into the playoffs. So that should be a safe number, and the Oilers have positioned themselves very well to get there. Now, I mentioned under Woodcroft, 12-6-2, and two, pretty good record. I, I think there have been some good signs. I, I think the uh, the team is playing fairly well most of the time. I, I mean, again, going back to that game Colorado against uh, or Monday against the Colorado Avalanche, I thought that was a good game for the Oilers. They did not win. All right, well, Colorado's pretty good, and uh, the Oilers just couldn't get that one extra play. They needed to put them over the top. I, I think last night's game against Dallas was a little more sloppy from the Oilers. I thought once we hit about the six-minute point of the second period, Dallas took the game over, and the Oilers didn't manage the puck as well as they've been able to uh, for a lot of their games. Uh, too many mistakes, too many odd man rushes against. Koskinen, I thought, was very good even though he allowed, wound up allowing four goals. And he said it a couple of weeks ago, I don't care about stats. Sometimes you can have a bad save percentage and have had a good game. I would put that one into that category last night. So Dallas pulls out the victory, and we'll discuss that as we move along tonight. Craig McTavish is coming up between 6.30 and 7. Kelly Rudy is on between 7.30 and 8. And we'll dive into those games a little deeper as well. One of the things that was uh, often discussed on this program was the uh, ice time for specifically Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, including some other players. But I, I often put forward that Dave Tippett was leaning on the big guys on the team too much. And I, I know that might sound counterintuitive to one degree because you have these two great players and you have several other players who are pretty good. Shouldn't you play them a lot? Yes, but my worry was, and we remember, you know, Derek Ryan's kind of uh, politely worded rant shortly after the coaching change about, uh, you know, maybe how some of the role players were being left out a little bit. And that was part of my concern. You you've have brought in certain players to block shots, kill penalties, play late in the game, uh, yet it was often McDavid and Drysdale being leaned on to do those things. So now 20 games into Woodcroft, I thought, okay, has there been a noticeable transformation in how the players are being deployed. And I'm going to go over some details here, but the short answer is uh, a huge yes, like a massive yes in a couple of cases, uh, maybe a small, a lowercase yes, I guess we could put it there, a, a, a nonchalant yeah <laughs> in a couple of cases, and a flat-out no in, in some other cases. I'll start with the ice time leader on the team. Darnell, now I'm going to throw some numbers at you here, but I'll try to round everything off just to give you the, uh, you know, sort of some some bullet points in your head you can take to the water cooler tomorrow morning because I know everybody gathers around the water cooler and talks about what they heard on Inside Sports. Darnell Nurse under Tippett was at 26.35. Under Woodcroft, he's at 24.28. He's dropped about two minutes. Fairly significant. Connor McDavid has dropped very, very slightly, basically one shift per game. And for McDavid, not even a full shift because some of his shifts are pretty long. He was 22-33 under Tippett, 21-58 under Woody, so basically 35 seconds for McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl is playing more 
Again, not much. Basically, about another shift per game, 22-48 up to 23-23. And then I want to mention another player here whose ice time has increased fairly dramatically, and you probably know who this is, and that's Zach Hyman, who was at 18-46 under Tippett, so playing quite a bit, and playing even more under Woodcroft at 21-28. I, I do want to kind of uh, put a context around those guys. I wonder how much of that is the fact that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has missed a, a large chunk of Jay Woodcroft's tenure. That Dreisaitl has had his ice time go up and Hyman has had his ice time go up significantly. I, I mean, I, I do think you have to attribute some of that to the fact that Ryan Nugent Hopkins hasn't been playing. You know, some other players, uh, I'll kind of round off here. Uh, CC is up like 22 seconds. Uh, Keith is down just over a minute. Pugliarvi's down almost three minutes. Yamamoto is up about uh, about two minutes. Uh, Fogel has actually dropped by about a minute and a half. Derek Ryan is up just over a minute. Big one here, Ryan McLeod is up four minutes of ice time. He's up uh, 3.59. 11.22 under Tippett, 15.21 under Woodcroft. Even though McLeod didn't play a lot last night, under uh, Woodcroft, he's been elevated at times to play with Leon Dreisaitl and has seen a little bit uh, more ice time killing penalties and on the second power play unit. So, so that's noteworthy there. Here's a big one, though. Here's a really big one. Evan Bouchard under Dave Tippett was playing 21-42. 21-42. Under Jay Woodcroft, that is down to 16-01. That's almost six minutes. That's almost a six-minute drop, uh, drop under Jay Woodcroft. Now, again, some of those games, the Oilers were dressing seven defensemen, and uh, kind of after Nurse and CeCe, they didn't have Keith, were rotating a lot of guys. Uh, but I also think they've been trying to shelter Bouchard a little bit and trying to cut back on his minutes, and that is certainly happening. So that's sort of a general overview. I, I, I think, um, I, I, well, quite frankly, given the numbers I give you, I, I, I will flat out say it would be wrong to say that he's deploying everybody differently. I think he's tried at times. I think there have been other games. He's gone back to what Dave Tippett did. And oh, by the way, what Ken Hitchcock did. And oh, by the way, what Todd McClellan did. It's a lot of McDavid and Settle in certain situations, especially if the Oilers are behind. Uh, but there have been some tweaks, and I think there have been some good moves uh, in terms of getting other players involved. So that's just a quick overview of the ice time. Um, you know, again, Yamamoto is uh, up. And I didn't, I, I wrote down Nugent Hopkins, but his ice time will be a little bit skewed because he played in a game where he only played, what was it, a few minutes? And then he got hurt uh, on that road trip about a month ago. So he was 20 minutes under Tippett and just under 18 minutes under Woodcroft. But uh, again, that's, that's skewed by a game in which he hardly played. So... Still leaning a lot on dry, subtle McDavid, um, but certainly Bouchard has been affected. Hyman has gone up. Pugliarvi's gone down, and I think it's, it's kind of a, been a rough go for Pugliarvi since he came back from injury and Yamamoto getting a little more time. And why wouldn't he? I mean, the guy is scoring almost every game lately. I am happy to hear from you if you own a working tele, uh, television. A telephone, or even if you have access to one, 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems, CertainTeed Pro all the way. I mean, 20 games under Woodcroft. I think that's significant. A, a quarter of a season, I gave you the total 12-6-2. If you do that over a, a full season, you're, you're flirting with 50 wins. I mean, that would give you 48 wins after 80 games with two games to play. Um were you surprised to hear the ice time totals? Do you think they still need to be tweaked a little bit more? 
And is there, is there a concrete significant change or two under Woodcroft for you that has really stood out 20 games in and uh, now 18 more games to go until the playoffs? 780-496-0063. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And of course, the email is inside sports at 630ched.com. Remember, Mac T is coming up after the 630 News. Back in a couple of minutes, more inside sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Got an email from the Big L. Always happy to hear from the Big L. He says, uh, Reed, just standing at the water cooler with the staff of my country estate. That is a great image, Big L. He goes on to say, we unanimously agree that the game versus Colorado, one of the best this group has played to date. The Avs were lucky to have won, to fly to Dallas, arrive late and play against an incredibly desperate team and eventually lose in the final six to seven minutes was hard to take, but somewhat predictable. The remaining compressed schedule is going to put all the Pacific Division teams chasing a playoff spot under pressure, make it. It makes it fun as a fan of the game. And then the Big L concludes his email by saying, my bet, Los Angeles will fall apart. Well, that'll be something. Could be, uh, like I've been saying for a couple of weeks, could be a mentor versus student matchup in the first round. McClellan versus Woodcroft is definitely on the table at the moment. Tomorrow, the Oilers play the Sharks. Now, if you listen to Stoff earlier, you know that Broussard, Kulak, and Nuge skated today at Rogers Place while the rest of the team was off. Kulak uh, hopped on Bob's show, and uh, Stoff asked him about uh, him growing as a penalty killer. You know, a couple guys uh, step out of lineup for injuries or whatever it may be, and uh, yeah, so as of late, this past season especially, I've been given a lot more opportunity on the penalty kill, and it, it helps your whole game, you know, you get out there, you block a shot, and it just it wakes you up if you need it early in the game, and it gets you into the game, and whatever, it keeps your, keeps, keeps your shifts regular, and keeps you making plays, and so it helps your overall game, but uh, yeah, I felt like I was uh, definitely developed a lot as a penalty kill. You learn a lot about other teams' power plays, and what those uh, talented offensive guys like to do so all right and uh, we'll talk more about the kulak trade with craig mctavish coming up after the 6 30 news couple of folks on hold here we'll go to elvis on the certainty hotline hey elvis go ahead hey reed yeah so uh, one of the things that has impressed me with woodcroft is obviously the play of the five on five with the oilers since he's taken over it's like night and day uh even though the specialty teams has dropped off the five on five has just absolutely been incredible well, they're much better five-on-five. Five. I think they keep the more pucks alive in the offensive end, and they've been giving up fewer on-band rushes, for sure. Yeah, appreciate it, Elvis. Always good. Yeah, always good to hear from you. That is Elvis, 780-496-0063. also have Mike hanging on the line. Hey, Mike, go ahead. Reed, Kate, yes. Coach Gator here. Hey. Uh, oh, hey. Just, uh, hey, buddy. Just want to, for all the uh, naysayers on Nurse last night, uh, if you watch the two goals, the final two goals, uh, you'll clearly see that Nurse was not at fault for either one of them. And uh, all the people out there um, that think they understand the game don't have a sniff. Third goal, clearly wide side forwards didn't pick up their guy. That's their job. Um, there's a three-on-one coming down the right side. Nurse makes it a three-on-two. Uh, the uh, game-winning goal... Um, you know what, Nurse made a good play. He tries to take away the pass. Nice pass. Uh, 
but the guy that was standing right beside the guy that uh, scored has to do a better job at uh, taking away the stick. And that simple hockey stuff that uh, we've been teaching kids for over 30 years, and uh, it's just uh, it's disappointing that uh, Darnell has uh, taken the, the brunt of uh, people that uh, can't seem to either understand the game or don't want to put the blame on the, on the right people. And uh, so... Uh, you know, I just wanted to show my support to Darnell, and, and uh, um, the game's changed, and uh, you don't understand how it's changed, and uh, don't comment on it. So, No, uh, I believe the player, was was that not number 97 who didn't quite get back in time? That's, that's yeah. correct. Well, you know, he's the fastest player in the league, and uh, you're on the back check, tie game. Um, Got to be better. You know, and and don't get me wrong, he's been he's improved a lot on his defensive play, but uh, that's a critical game. You're the fastest guy in the league, and and uh, you know what? Even a even a second effort there would have been uh, much better than what he gave. Uh, you know, uh, Darnell played it right. Tried to take away the pass, left the shot for Koskinen. Guy made a nice pass, and uh, you know what? Just there, there's no back check there, so. Here's, here's what's happening. And first of all, you know, CeCe, who I think has had a really good season, didn't get the puck through yeah. the neutral zone. A lot of things went wrong on that goal. Look, yeah. you, but you know what it's like, Mike. I mean, I know you you listen all the time. Yeah. I mean, there are there are the, the larger your paycheck, for, for some people, those are the only players they watch. And those are the only players they want to blame, right? Yeah. And it's not always yeah. – and those players aren't perfect. Trust me, but Nurse got the big contract extension. That's going to make him even more scrutinized, quite frankly. And, and you listen when the season ends, the calls Rob and I get. Yeah. Well, McDavid's going to want out. How long till yeah. Dreisaitl leaves? You know, like that's unfortunately some people go to the most negative yeah. corners of their mind. But that's, you know, that's being Absolutely. a sports fan, right? You betcha. Okay. Yep. Oh, thanks, Reed. Have a great night, bud. Yeah, that is Mike checking in, 780-496-0063. Okay, we got to do the news and weather. Uh, New Jersey has gone up one nothing on Toronto, by the way, 946 left in the second period. Craig McTavish coming up next on Inside Sports. He's been joining us every couple of weeks. We'll also touch base with Chris Morris, head coach of the U of A football team, and Kelly Rudy will check in before the end of the show, too. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.